Hi, this is Sam Lagana with the Los Angeles Rams. Who's house? You're listening to the Los Angeles Rams UK Podcast. Undenied worldwide. The Los Angeles Rams. It doesn't get any better than this. Let's go Rams. Welcome back to a... Episode 41 of the LA Rams UK podcast. We're back again to discuss the Rams and more after a sickening 23-20 loss to the 49ers, of which, to make matters worse, it happened to be our first loss inside our home and the SoFi Stadium. As well as discussing the game, we'll take a look at other aspects around the team and the league, update everyone on the prediction table, look forward to this weekend's divisional game against the Cardinals at their place, and finally take questions submitted by you guys on Facebook and Twitter. So joining me this evening for the podcast, as we record tonight, is Chris. How you, how you doing? Very well, very well. Good stuff. And uh, the other person joining us is uh, is uh, a 49ers fan second, I think, behind the Rams. It's uh, the Godfather Tony. Oh, doomy wow. gloom. Wow. Not we haven't heard, heard The Godfather for a while. It doesn't feel like that. that's been announced uh, in recent weeks. But, uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. As, let's kick off with, uh, obviously, the 49ers game, as we no- normally would do. Uh, do you want to start, Tony, with just your initial thoughts? I'd like to hear it. I'd, I'd, I'd rather not talk about it, to be honest. No, we can't have a podcast <laughs> if you don't talk about it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you next week. <laughs> but, uh, my, my therapist says it's good for me to talk about it, though, so I will, I will continue for a little while. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't Landlord know. or therapist? Therapist, Chris. Therapist. <laughs> um, it, was, it, had, it had everything, really, didn't it? It had... It had the ineptness of the first quarter where the ball was turned over four times. And then the Rams going in. No, we we went behind, went in front, went behind. And then it was backwards and forwards. And then we seemed to stage that comeback towards the end of the game. And then it all fell flat on its face at the right at the death of the game with with no chance of a comeback. I mean, I don't think anybody can argue that we don't have an elite defence. Um, all the questions seem to be around um, getting our offence to be consistent. Um, and they have been great in games, and they've been something a little bit short of woeful in other games. Um, so it kept you on the edge of your seat on Sunday evening until about 20 past 12, um, and then everybody went to uh, bed in a bit of a, a bit of a sulk, didn't they? I certainly did. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you want to have your thoughts, initial thoughts, Chris, and then I'll mention mine? Yeah, not not a lot much different than that, really. It, it was a, a tough watch in the first half. Um, second half, I thought we we came out and it was, I mean, it was full on. I thought. Again, we'd had that conversation at, at half-time. They, they, they thought about what we could do. AD turned up and started smashing people out of the way, which obviously helped. Um, but then it, I've, I've spoke before where you, you're playing the game and, and you see you're going through and you feel confident that the next door is going to come. just didn't feel like that on Sunday. It just You couldn't see how that next yard was going to come, never mind the next play. So it just felt real, real struggle and... I, I sent a message out to us individually as we, as we were going through the game. I really despise their defensive coordinator, that the Vin Diesel wannabe. <laughs> I think he's. I just don't like the man. Don't. I've never met him. Never don't know who he is. Just don't like him. 
Yeah, he just comes across a bit a bit cheesy, like it's all put on, yeah. it? like this hyped up man. He's a hype man, essentially. Yeah, he just they've they've got the mark on us, haven't they? And unfortunately, every team seems to have that bogey team, and for us, unfortunately, it's a divisional rival. But they just seem to have, it maybe it's the, the, the Shanahan sort of thing. Maybe it is that defensive coordinator. They just know how to sort of nullify us, which mm. other teams haven't been able to in, on occasions this season, and it's just upsetting yeah definitely when I was watching it I know Jordan obviously was on the on the Twitter socials as as normal and uh, I think he was saying this is one of the sloppiest games anyway at the start that he'd, he'd seen um, and he just didn't know like you said at the start like it, we got them out you know in their first drive within three plays got the ball we fumbled it um, which I believe it was Malcolm Brown's the first fumble um, which we'll get onto a bit later, but fun fact on that that I saw is that in his 65 games that he's he's played, he's only actually fumbled the ball three times, and uh, only lost two of them. So I mean, I, I thought I hadn't seen him fumble it <laughs> too often before. Um, so that's you know, as much as there was many uh, turnovers, uh, he doesn't seem to be the one that does it normally. But we can get onto turnovers later. But yeah, no, watching it was a uh, it was a bit shocking. Like at one point. It, uh, we turned it over and then they turned it over the next play straight back to us. It was like, what am I watching? Um, but then, like you say, the, the defence uh, sort of did their job on the day and um, Donald, just as they announced it on in the game, the commentator was like, oh, he may not be on the stat sheet, but he does a lot of this, you know, a lot of the, the, the hard work that lets people, other people get involved uh, and get on the Smash. stat sheet. And then as soon as they said that, it was like all over it. Um, you know, he got that that block to get the interception for us and obviously a little tackles and sacks and whatnot for the rest of the game. But um, yeah, 12.30 was very much, a, um, yeah, not a great feeling, but it's better to have it at 12.30 than, I don't know, 4.30. <laughs> well, yeah, morning. that's that, that was the one saving grace, wasn't it? But it is the fact that you sit there and you think, yeah, it's half 12, quarter one at night, and you're thinking, oh, I've stayed up for that again. <laughs> yeah. But, there hasn't been too many of those in the in the near future, well, recent future. So it's a little bit easier than potentially it was last year. Yeah, and it's that, like you, I think, you touched on Tony. It's the, the frustrating thing watching a game like this. Let alone they had a backup quarterback, and it seems like from what they were saying, like twenty players out either injured or with COVID situations. It felt like it was a team for us to completely stuff, and. It was a real struggle. It just didn't make sense. And there's been other games like that where the consistency isn't there. And I don't know the answer. Um, I know it normally falls on golf. He, he tends to have an average or below par game when they when we do lose. Nature of it. But um, yeah, I just just don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's just the, the coaches, Chris. They just. Have us pegged. Yeah, they, they did get a few players back, didn't they, from injury? And it seemed to be that the players that they brought back from injury had absolute performed fly out games. Like Sherman had been out for how many weeks, came back and couldn't get past the guy. And it was just like, mm. you wonder, they've been sitting on the sidelines. And actually, have they been, did they hold them for that game? I'm not sure. I don't know if that happens much, actually holding players back for specific games. But it just seemed like they brought everyone back who'd been, there was talking about all these injuries. They brought back three or four players and they were all standout. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's move on to say a bit more specific. Like, Let's look at the offence on our side uh, to start with. Uh, just looking at the, the statistics at the end of it, there's 126 yards 
well, combined with everyone. Aiken's had 84 of those with nine attempts, giving him a 9.3 average, but one of them was 61-yard breakout run up the middle, uh, which was nice to see. And um, But you take that away, it doesn't look as impressive. Uh, Henderson, he had 10 attempts, 19 yards, averaging 1.9. Uh, and Brown, only three attempts at 1.3 yards. So the running game wasn't great. Tony, any anything to add or the thoughts on the reason why or how mm. they use the running backs in this game? I, I, I think just the 49ers had our number here. Um, they, they were trying to force us to play the ball long and we, we stuck with the... Did we stick with the running game? Um, we, we didn't stick with it long enough. We didn't try and make it work hard enough. You know, the the, the three running backs had had uh, a fairly decent performance the last time out um, and, and seemed to be coming together as a unit. Um, but they just came up against a bit of a wall um, and just couldn't get through. And it just didn't seem to be working for us at all. Um, and that, that, that maybe forced us to throw a bit more than we wanted to. I still don't. I'm fairly certain that Goff has the range. He's he's got the length of arm. He's got the strength of arm. We we just it just didn't come together for us. I think it is as much as we talked about that they had a lot of players out. I, th- I think the coaches have got our number, um, and it, it does feel like a bit of a jinx they have us over us at the moment. Um, hopefully, we can we can shrug that off next season and actually ram it down their throats. Yeah, Chris, anything you want to add? Yeah, they were mentioning it, weren't they, during commentary. Um, We have to get the running game going to get our passing game going. And that, because of obviously the the options that we play uh, and the sort of schemes that we run. And and I think they sort of figured it out that if you take us out of the middle, we haven't really got running backs that are going to go on the outside of the numbers. We've got running backs that are going to go straight through you. So if you actually put people in the line that are going to stop us from going through the middle it then takes away that option for Goff to then throw it out. And you were looking at the situations of where is where's his next target coming from. And that's where you would normally look for a, for a Woods or a Cup where it'd be a real, like a eight yard, seven yard play, but they just weren't there because it, the, the defense wasn't moving because they were just standing, standing where they wanted to stand, which hard to say against them. But they, as you, Tony says, they, they run the right scheme and, and they sort of knew exactly how to shut us down, which, Different defences are different teams, of course they are, but it is a bit of a worry to the fact that one team can do that to you. Is someone else going to try and copy it? And that's where now it comes to the coaches watching the film and say, right, that's how we need to evolve, rather than hopefully we don't just try and stick to the same thing. And and I think it was highlighted as well by the fact that Cooper Cup didn't get a, a reception until, was it the back end of the third quarter? He only it was late two, on, yeah. It, it felt really late, didn't it? Because he, he only ended up with two receptions all game. Mm. I think he's come out afterwards, and it's just a classic, I guess, interview uh, answer, but saying how it's not down to one person. This is when Scoff's getting a bit of flack. Mm. It's not down to one person. Why something, you know. And it's true, you know, there's a lot involved in a play that unfolds that has to go right for it to work. Um and maybe this is just one of those games where they just were a bit more rusty than they normally were. <clears throat> maybe it wasn't just the 49ers. Maybe the guys were just underperforming as a, as a unit. Um, you know, so... But what, one thing I did forget to mention in the run game is um, Cam Akers, he, he's, he's got a receiving touchdown, I believe, before, but this was his first rushing touchdown 
in his career for yep. the Rams, obviously, his first year. But first run, uh, rushing touchdown, which is good for him because all the other rookies got their... Uh, uh, Jefferson got one, didn't they, in the previous game? Yep. Yep. So what I did notice, I think, is sometimes we try to do these outside runs a lot. And for some reason, we seem to struggle with it and dug it on dug it started on the screens. But the outside runs, we seem to struggle, but other teams seem to do it well against us. Um, but we had some success up the middle, so I don't know if they need to um, try Acres and Henderson maybe a bit more up the middle rather than because Malcolm uh, Brown is normally the one that's just sort of you know ground and pound up the middle. But there's no reason why Acres showed it when he done, he got his six to one. Uh, 61 yard uh, rush uh, off of a, up the middle um, play so maybe that's the way to go forward to get more out of the, the running backs don't know but uh, one of the big points in this offense that was lacking was Goff's performance and obviously as the quarterback he is going to get a lot most flack for it so what's your feelings about Goff's day Tony hey it wasn't a stellar performance, was it? it? You know, he had 31 attempts and completed 19 of them, which is isn't isn't a you know it's a particularly average um, performance, really. But he, he just didn't seem confident, um, and maybe that maybe he started out confidence and just had it taken away from him because it wasn't working. But you know, a, a good quarterback would be should be able to work their way through that. Um, they shouldn't need motivation. They should be self-motivators. Um, and it just didn't seem to be working for him. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that he is a good quarterback. But I think what we need is is possibly a, a better than good, a great quarterback at the moment. Um, and it's, it's very obvious that we don't have um, a second, really. I mean, we might have on, we might have on the depth chart. Um, but, you know, would anybody really bench Goff and put Walford in. There's a few few people out there on Twitter that would <laughs> definitely <laughs> noticed. Um, no, you wouldn't, would you? And I think sometimes, I, I think we have high expectations now, and we've said this before, um, but we are still seven and four, and I think Goff's had more good points to this season than bad. I think you remember the bad, and you almost expect the good, so he doesn't sort of stick in. And we know Goff has had in the past games, you know, just like the Vikings or the KC game, where he's shown passes that are unbelievable. How someone can say he hasn't got arm strength or accuracy when he's shown that he can do it, he obviously can. And once you have done it, you obviously are able to do it. So it's not that he can't do it, it's just the, either <clears throat> his teammates helping him out or whether he just needs a bit more consistency himself. I think, he de- I think there is a little bit of, <clears throat> whether it's too cool, so he's he's uh he's just happy to go with what what's happening and what's been called and not change the plan too much or whether he's a bit like a, a deer in headlights when it is you know unfolding in front of him. Chris, what do you think? Um, I think it's a bit of a, a bit of all of that. <laughs> hmm. If if I'm honest, it, I've I've actually watched something uh, this evening actually with, with with Kurt Warner talking about. Goff and, and Wentz, the conversation always comes up about them because we're obviously in the same draft class. But they do when they're when they're good, they're very very good. But when they're bad, they're very very bad. It, it's that sort of situation, isn't it? Unfortunately, and and I think that the way that he was describing Goff 
and, and, and Wentz for, for that matter, is that they're not a quarterback that can carry the team through. They, they're very good at riding a wave, but they're not a team that can get a team on their back and move them forward, like a Mahomes, a Wilson, an Aaron Rodgers, that, that court sort of a player. They need to be on the momentum. And, and when that doesn't seem to happen, that's where Goff, I think, seems to struggle. This whole, maybe I don't know if it got into his head, we were behind at half-time. There's been so much talk about the fact that we win if we're in front at half-time. Has that got in his head? I don't know. I think that's more stuff that fans love, that players are too busy. But players listen to it. Yeah, I guess so. Sometimes they buy into it more than they probably should do. Hmm. So it's an interesting situation with it at the minute. We we spoke on here a few weeks ago, I think I was on, on here and we were talking about do we need a decent backup I think we probably do because in any sport, team sport, if you've got someone knocking on the door behind you that could take your place, it should improve you. Where at the minute, Goff, yes, he's the franchise quarterback. We've paid him. That's the point. But he has got no one behind him giving him the push. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there's there's no... Is the pressure? Yeah, you're, you're an NFL quarterback. You, of course there's pressure. But there's no one trying to take your shirt off his back. And I think that could help him through. Well, that's the I, I, thing we've hit. Sorry, sorry. I was I, 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 the only thing I was going to say was, you know, I think I think he could still benefit from a mentor quarterback, somebody who's yeah. been around a little bit longer than him to show him the ropes a little bit. I, 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 I may be jumping the gun a little bit here, but I've got the um, free agents list for quarterbacks up for next season as well. <laughs> it's pretty an interesting one, isn't it? It's certainly lengthy. Yeah, I think we've well, been doing a few years. Like last year, was it last year we had Bortles? One year before. <laughs> Flying by. No, it's last COVID. season, yeah. Last season. So I'm wondering if that was the, you know, put the fire under him type thing. But um, to be fair, that was coming off of a Super Bowl run, wasn't it? Mm. So I mean, he didn't necessarily need that. But uh, yeah, sorry, shoot, Tony. Free, free, uh... free agents. Well, yeah. um, Jameis Winston. <laughs> If I, have who, to, if I have to watch who is available to play for the Saints and they've gone for Taysom Hill instead yeah. so Cam, Cam Newton is available he signed a one year deal with he can stay where he is yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick love it bring him in Tyrod Ty Ty Taylor Philip and Rivers again Tyrod Taylor Tyrod Taylor 10 year NFL quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick 15 year NFL quarterback they're your mentor kind of people aren't they yep yeah Philip Rivers is available. Just for comedy value. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's like as a mentor. Just mic him up every week. He's phenomenal yeah. on the mic. <laughs> uh, the other reasonable options, although probably not financially, would be Andy Dalton and Dak Prescott. Well, well one of those is obviously going to get the Dallas job, aren't they? Dak, depending on how he comes back from that leg break. But I think he's the one that they franchise tagged him from what I heard last year because they haven't actually paid him yet. So they either franchise tag him again or they pay him. So that's an interesting saga to see what comes out of there. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, there's, there's plenty to go for. But, um, it's just, you know, we're, we're tied to Goff's contract. I think I've, I've got the numbers up here. But I th- the dead cap money next year is $65 million. I, I think it's too early to start worrying about it. I think you need a like a good enough backup just in case of injury. But I think 
I'm still putting my uh, well, not just because I've just bought a jersey with his name on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, I my, don't. I don't think my hope he's going to turn it around. No, I really don't think he's going anywhere. But I don't. I do think we need someone else in the room, in the quarterbacks' room. Well, well, when they're allowed to actually sit in the same room, that's a different. Mm. Question, that's a different scenario altogether. But it's to have that other voice like we're saying to have the experience I know we joke about Ryan Fitzpatrick but he's been there seen it done it and do you know what I mean there's nothing really on the field that he hasn't seen so to have someone like him I don't see I probably won't see that ever happening but that's why Herbert at um, the Chargers potentially is doing so well because Tyrell Taylor was there and Taylor would probably still be playing in that game if he didn't puncture his lung Hmm. He, that's the only reason why he got taken out of the team at the start of the season. So there's there is like you say quarterbacks out there that have got the experience that aren't that bothered because they've been in the league for that long to be the number two. But you think about it, this is his fifth year now, Dolph. He's hmm, been to the Super thing. He's been to the playoffs. He's yeah. You know, he's not. Been, he's missed out on the playoffs. He's got good experience, and he's been. Does it know, feel like that though? Well, it doesn't feel like he's had that experience. Yeah. I think he makes people I think he makes people nervous more nervous than he should I like at the end of this game I tweeted out basically saying we've got three minutes it's 2020 it's the last drive why is this making me feel nervous mm. like do you know what I mean if you're you know but if you was a Tampa Bay fan now or back in the day New England and, and Brady had it you had no doubt even you turn it off Wilson Wilson, yeah, you bet. That's one. Yeah, Wilson yeah, the would go down and do it. Drew Brees, well, you know, not now, but uh, would go down and do it. But Goff at the moment, even seven and four, still makes me nervous. He gets a lot of flack because of the amount of money that we spent on it. Of course, he's going to, rightly or wrongly. I don't. Know, I don't but, even care about that. Like, if you yeah. care about the money, just to play. It's... But that's you've got to you've got to keep the ball safe, and that's what McVeigh. And to be fair to McVeigh, he came out and. And laid it on, mm. I think, on Monday in his press conference. And he? he's, he's stuck behind his players, and he always will stick behind the players. But he said, Goff needs to look after the ball better, full stop. Mm-hmm. And it need it probably needed saying. You, you can wrap someone in cotton wool for as much as you want, but if your manager slash head coach doesn't come out and actually give you a rollicking now and again, it's not not going to do you any harm. No. I mean, well, let's look, let's look at the turnovers then. So he. In terms of what we turned over, so Brown started it with a fumble. Okay, like I say, he doesn't normally do that, so that's rare. Sort of give it a pass, right? Look after the ball better, but he doesn't normally do that. Then Goff throws. He, well, he's, I'm not sure if this is in the order, but he threw two interceptions. One was just a straight up looked like a floater to um, oh, the veteran you mentioned earlier. I've lost my mind's gone. Sherman. 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 Yep. And uh, the other one was was uh, batted as he threw it. So you could argue how much of a how much it's his fault there or just bad luck but um, and then obviously he tried to run with it and that always makes me nervous <laughs> and he fumbled it trying to run with it for a guy that's got a dad that played baseball he can't slide to save his life why didn't he slide I don't know he just sort of falls over forward he went for I'm <laughs> screaming at the telly going why the bleep didn't you slide why did he go slide. he like he's he got out there and he's like, oh, I'll take the hit. Don't take the hit. Slide. Yeah. Don't, don't try and be the big man. Just get the yards. Oh, I was going bananas. 
and he doesn't look confident. Like you see, I know he's not. Like you get some of these running quarterbacks, and they they're used to it. But even some of the other ones, I mean, I saw Peyton run with it to the t- score a touchdown once, and he looked more confident than Goff <laughs> did. <laughs> um, I think I've I think I've seen Peyton Manning score more, watch play more golf than I did NFL yeah. recently. <laughs> So that was our that was us turning the ball over, and then uh, on the defensive side, Fuller got another interception. Uh, saw SJD force a fumble, and AD uh, he, he batted one down that um, as, as well that got picked, and um, and he also forced a fumble, which Troy Hill returned for a touchdown. So that's part of that defense um, doing their part at least. So um, and that sorry to keep jumping in here, Tony, but that's one thing you are confident about that the defence will, will pull you out of it every now and again. Do, sometimes, obviously, things are going to happen during a game that, that aren't going to run your way, but you do feel like the defence are the ones that is where we need to maybe build our team around to then move it forward going on the other side of the ball. They are the ones turning up in game by game. Yeah, and um, it took a little while to get on the stat sheet, but Donald... Uh... Donald had an impressive game again, and the whole team did really. Um, thoughts on that defense, then, Tony? Uh, I, I said it before. You know, it, it is an elite unit. Um, you know, Darius Williams has four interceptions already this season. Fuller has three now. Um, Aaron Donald has ten sacks. You know, it, they seem to be growing as a unit. Um, and it's not as if they were coming from a bad place to start with, was it? Um, and I think the coaching uh, has improved. I think we've covered this a couple of times um, over the last couple of weeks, to be honest. Uh, I don't know if you guys have listened back or not, who not being here on a, over the last two two weeks. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Tony, Tony, I have to because I idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, the defence is solid. It's it's always going to be there for us. The coaching has taken it up another level. Um, and if we don't get three, possibly four pro bowlers out of it, I think we should be disappointed. But, you know, your defence will win you the championship, but it, it doesn't always win your games, does it? Mm-hmm. No. Nah. You need the other side to do their bit too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, no, no, nothing on the... <laughs> Uh, no, I, th- I think your whole reaction there, the sigh, is what you basically need to underline that game with. Bit of a sigh, move on. Like you say, we're seven and four. It's the, it's what? that team in inverted commas. Let's move on. What do you think was going on? Well, we know he was tr- right at the end. Field goal for them to win it. Ramsey jumps too early. They get it a little bit closer. Obviously, the guy's trying to make a play. You can't sort of for him too much obviously technically he shouldn't have done it but um, I mean that could have been how far was it it was like 47 yards or so to start with I think and then he jumped in uh, got 42 and he's quite a consistent kicker isn't he he's a quite a vet there there yeah. and um, smashed it through he, he, he knew he had to block it didn't he so he, he, mm. he just tried to go on the count and missed it I think I think he was just um, the whole game his name weren't called so he he had to get on the on the camera somehow, but uh, <laughs> get his appearance fixed. <laughs> yeah. like so, they so, took mean, the ball away from him, didn't they? Exactly. Yeah, which I feel bad for those guys because they, like you say, like if their name isn't called and they're doing their job type thing. Yeah. But it doesn't look great on the stat 
Oh, it does. Well, look, but... I think that shows, especially with the 49ers, that they haven't really got that main target. Mm-hmm. Because when we played Seattle, he went on to DK Metcalf because that was their main target. And he was in the, he was in the game all the time because that's their main guy. Where they haven't got a main guy, but they still get it done. So it's yeah. just one of them situations, wasn't it? That he just wasn't in the game, and when he tried to be, it didn't work. No, definitely. Hopefully, like obviously, our, our defense showed up in this game, but then I think it is a bit of a uh, you know they haven't got a full squad out. So hopefully, it's not a false uh, positive, if you know what I mean. Um, and talking about who he's marking their number ones, we'll see when we talk about the Arizona who we think he might line up against or or mix it around because uh, they've got a few targets at the moment. But, uh, okay, cool. So, one good thing to come out of this, it seems, is uh, Matt Gay, our new kicker, got everything, got all his uh, extra points and his field goals. So, he could be the answer. Too soon? <laughs> <laughs> Is it wrong to say that we are happy with Gay? I suppose that's the right. That's the way they've got to put it, isn't it? I'll put it this way. I'm watching uh, the, the Baltimore games on right now, and I just saw someone miss a field, an extra point. So you know, it's it happens. But uh, the fact that he didn't miss any uh, is is a positive, I think. But uh, only time will tell, I guess. So uh, anything? Your last words, Tony, on this game? No, I mean I think you're right. I think that I think the kicking. Is is okay, and I think that's what we need at the moment. We need some consistency there. We don't want to be changing kickers every week or every other week. Um, so, yeah, what what we're going to do? We, we've got to find somebody and stick with them. And you know, he he did everything that was asked of him this last week. Definitely. Okay, so moving on, we should look at well anything in the, in the rest of the league going on at the moment. I know the, the game predictions that we'll get onto in a bit, we've got the Baltimore game happening right now because it was had to be delayed. So we won't know the result to that, but uh, jumping ahead, we have all picked the same team, so it won't affect it in the grand scheme of things. Um, but <laughs> we'll, uh, when we come to that, I'll update you with the, the live score, which will be irrelevant when you listen to this, but uh, <laughs> we can do that. So I just want to say, after the game, just touch on again, McVeigh's reaction. So... It was the first time he's actually called someone out, I think. Uh, he's definitely sort of moving in a different direction the way he talks about it. And like it's, it's, I think this may be the calling his name out. He's putting the fire under him, maybe. Well, this is the first attempt. But he's clearly, I'm sure he's told him to his face. He ain't just going and saying it in a press conference. But it's definitely an interesting move for him, I think. So... He's probably a little bit ticked off of him, I imagine. And uh, the other thing, were any any thoughts on that, Tony? Um, I, I mean, I, I suppose we could say it's about time. Um, yeah. But I mean, maybe it is a level of frustration, and maybe it is time to for McVeigh to actually single out golf and and, and say we need to improve. Mm. We'll see. We'll see what that looks like on Sunday. Sure, and. Um, what what we um, do know, I've seen around the league, is uh, COVID situation. The 49ers, we heard before the game, didn't we, that they can't play at home now for three weeks. So they're having to play at Arizona, is that right? Yep, that's true. So, I think that's true, yeah. And I know some of our California friends 
that uh, on Facebook have mentioned that it's getting quite bad in California. So we may be hearing some news coming our way potentially, which would obviously affect us and the Chargers. But where do you think we would play if we can't play there? Where would I doubt we'd all just bundle in Arizona, would we? No, we'd go to Vegas. Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be able to go though, Chris. It's in tier so, two. You can get fans in. Yeah, oh, four thousand. Right. Oh, who knows? What <laughs> no, the two thousand. Oh. Two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we find sorry to obviously let people know in, in the states we've now gone into a tiered system. Um, so you got trying to explain it. Tier, tier do a better job. Trying to, I'll try and explain it. Boris Johnson's got no idea. Um, basically, we most of the country are in tier one and tier three, unless you live in Cornwall. So, is there an NFL stadium in Cornwall where we can get four thousand people to go and watch? Or the Isle of Wight? Or the Isle of Wight? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, God knows. Do you think we'll play in Vegas? I can't see any other alternatives. I mean, the, the closest alternative is a San Diego, but they will have. Well, a that's where the Vegas. Chargers should be. Well, yes, and where they will end up going back to. But that's I my opinion. That. Yeah, and we, we, are, we, we can't all go to Arizona, can we? No, probably not. I'm not sure about the schedule, whether we'd clash or not. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it won't happen. Who knows? They're pretty relaxed on the West Coast, didn't they? They might <laughs> shut everything down. So, um, it's anything else in the league, guys? <laughs> yeah. Anything else in the league that you noticed? Worth mentioning? Not that I can think of. Nothing uh, else. Right, okay. Well, let's move on to the more important thing, our predictions. Let's get them up. So, week 12 predictions. There was quite a few games, weren't there? Yes, it's Thanksgiving so, week, uh, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games this week, um, this past week. So I'll just go through the scores. Um, Chris, you done quite well, mate. You got five, five out of seven. <laughs> yeah, well, and one of them we haven't even got in yet because they're playing tonight. Uh, Jordan joins you with five points. Rob joins you with five points. And uh, me and Tom got four. And um, sad to say you got three, Tony. Mm. But uh, just uh, just to recap on the games, we had uh, Houston winning against Detroit. Uh, Chris, Jordan and Rob got that one right. The rest of us got that wrong. Washington beat Dallas, which uh, only I got that right. Oh, no, Tom got that right as well. Sorry. Uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh are playing right now. So I'll come back to them in a minute about what that score is. Uh, Tennessee... Versus no, Titans versus uh, Colts. We had uh, Titans win that one, and we all had that apart from Tom. Tom's doing some um, out there picks. I've noticed recently. I think he's just trying to buck the trend to to catch up, but uh, he needs to. He's quite far beyond. But I'll get on to that. Uh, KC versus Tampa Bay. Did any of you catch that game? No. Chris, no. did you see that KC Tampa Bay game? Uh, no. Ah. Moving on then. KC won it. Yeah, good chat. Four of us got that right. Chris, Jordan, Rob and Tom. Zero for Tony. Chicago, Green Bay. We all went Green Bay. He seems to be on a roll at the moment. And uh, Seattle and Philly. We all went with uh, Seattle for that game as well, which obviously doesn't help us at all. So they sit top of the ta- top of our table now, don't they? All on their own. Some. Or we sit down to like a proper second place, not sharing it with anyone. Mm-hmm. 
So, and I think we've dropped down to, oh, is it fourth in the conference now? You got that? Can you get that up, Tony? In the conference? Um, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think we're down to fifth seed. Fifth, I think yeah. so. Saints, yeah. Packers, Seattle. Um, so Saints, Packers, Seattle. And, and then it was, sorry, fourth seed. So, yeah. Although okay, so. the Giants would be um, a divisional winner, obviously, so they'd be fourth seed, we'd be fifth. Oh, okay. Which is ridiculous. <sighs> yeah, it's, um, it's funny, isn't it? Our divisions can be so um, lopsided. But then we benefited from that division. Um, the Baltimore game currently is a typical highlight. No, no scores on the screen. Baltimore 7, uh, Pittsburgh 12. There you go. Uh, second half, two minutes left. So we'll see. And uh, like I said, it won't update. Uh, it won't affect the, the leaderboard because we all, we all picked the same team there, which was Pittsburgh. So they're winning at the moment. So the leaderboard now sits with Chris. You are winning with 39 Jordan on 38. Tony and Rob, you're on 34. I'm on 33, and Tom's on 32. So My, my trip to LA is looking good. Yeah, you've, uh, <laughs> you've been in the lead for the last... No, you've just... Yeah, you've been, I think you've been in the lead for the last couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, Who's paying for that trip? Tony, apparently, yes. Me. So you don't remember lo- agreeing to that? It's, it's just a lottery winner where. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you told us you was a millionaire. Anyway, <laughs> we'll move. We'll move on from that. So um, the next important thing, obviously, is this weekend's game, uh, which is on Sunday at nine oh five on Sky Sports. For you lucky Sky Sports subscription subscribers, um, we're against the Cardinals at their ground. Uh, we're seven and four. Cardinals are six and five at the moment, and uh, it's our first meeting this season with them. It's a weird schedule, isn't it? We've got a lot of divisional games right at the end. Um, and they, we finish off with them as well. So, Tony, let's get initial thoughts for this meetup. Well, we, we we do seem to have the upper hand over them. You know, if, if you look at the fact that we've played them eighty four times and we've beaten them forty four, um, they have lost three of the last four games. So they lost to the Dolphins, they beat the Bills, they lost to the Seahawks, and they lost to the Patriots this weekend. Um, so they're not in a great run of form at the moment. Um, looking at the stats in the division, you know, they do sit third. They're on six and five. Um, they're scoring a lot of points, um, certainly more than us, but they're conceding quite a few as well. So I, 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 I don't know. It's I, I, I want to say it's going to be a win, but um, it, it, again, it's a divisional game. It's going to be difficult. For sure. And actually, you, just, you just reminded me that I've missed the whole blooming section off, you know, about our predictions for this weekend. So before we go on to that, so you can actually discuss what, you, what you've put, because we're actually on the Sky Sports list. Let's, uh, there's, there's only actually five games. You've got Cleveland versus Tennessee. Uh, t- Chris has gone Tennessee. Jordan's gone Tennessee. I have. And Rob, Tony, you and Tom have gone Cleveland. Uh, we've got, uh, and actually, <laughs> funny enough, you've got the Rams Cardinals. We've all gone the Rams. Denver versus uh, Kansas. They've all gone Kansas. We've all gone Pittsburgh against Washington, and we've all gone Buffalo against San Fran. <laughs> so there's only that first all game. Yeah, separating us. Yeah, <laughs> don't know about that. So or yeah, we've obviously all gone me. Huh? Or everyone's copied me because I'm yeah, in the lead. Went first. 
<laughs> so you have gone Rams, obviously. Um, it just depends how much by Tony. Yeah, as I said, you know, it's a divisional game. It can go either way, but we do seem to have the the upper hand over the Cardinals at the moment. Um, they're not in a great run of form. Hopefully, that that loss to the Niners this weekend gives us a a kick up kick up the backside, and we actually go for it. We actually um, nail them into the ground. But I'm not speaking from any point of confidence at the moment. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> Chris. Yeah, and I I spoke about that on here um, a few weeks ago that I'm actually quite looking forward to playing um, the Cardinals because I want to see how we cope with Kyler Murray um, and I want to see how we actually put up against the the sort of options that he's got. Obviously, we we all know about the trade, obviously, for for D-Hop and obviously Fitzgerald's in there as well, but we we was we spoke about earlier about the 49ers having the mark on us McVay seems to have the mark on the cardinals he's obviously 6 and 0 since McVay come in against them first one his first win gentlemen was actually at twickenham if you remember mm-hmm. yeah. um we were all there um so it it does seem like very different teams that he's played uh, across those six games and they're a different different beast altogether now but um, I'm I'm looking forward to see how we deal with that very different proposition potentially than what they faced. You probably put it on a sort of Russell Wilson mould, that kind of a quarterback. It's very moving in the pocket, but I think it's he's gettable because I'm not sure they've not. He didn't have a great game last week neither. Um, he's not had a great game for the last couple of weeks from from what I've seen. Just watching a bit of the uh, the Sky Sports highlights. Um, this week um, and they actually all went for the Rams Jeff Reinfold was another one who, who picked the Rams because he just sees that our defence will be slightly stronger than theirs and our offence will be slightly stronger than theirs but there's not a lot in it and I think that's kind of what it's going to be it's going to be a very tight game well it'll be a very tight game but I see it quite a high scoring game yeah definitely I think like you mentioned a few points there Murray's going to be the the issue uh they're actually ranked second offense in the league, and we're third in defense. So it's going to be a good, good uh, clash to watch those two go at it. Um, but they're they're rushing; they're third in the league. So that's obviously with their two hit um, combo with with Murray and, and Drake. Who um, just for some stats on there, Drake's on seven one nine yards, and Murray's on six fifty. So it's quite evenly split between them. Um, like I said earlier, like the team seem to have success on running on the outside to us, which is what you know Murray's probably likely to do: roll out and, and go go for it. Um, and as mentioned previously against the 49ers, these guys have some targets, so it'll be interesting to see what we do with our our, our Ramsey uh, and the rest of the guys. Whether he, he just lines up on Hopkins or whether he flips I around. Think so. I think that's what more like to play zone. I think he will line up on Hopkins in the first few plays, see what, what Murray's eye looks like, see what, what sort of they're, they're looking to play, and then, and then I think they'll work it from there. But you've got to put him on their best receiver. Why wouldn't you? He's the best, mm. best corner in the league. So Sure. And the, the one promising thing with them is that um, 
you said he's had a few bad games recently. I think they have lost three out of their last four games, mm. which was against Miami, but obviously we lost against them, Seattle, New England. Um, but interestingly, I know it was at the beginning of the season, they have beat the 49ers and they have beat the Bills who we lost against. Um, so they're, they're definitely a threat. And I hate to say it, you know, it seems like with the way confidence with Goff and the offense, it's a game we definitely can lose. Um, and it'll be on the ground, I think, if we do, is if they run all over us. So, yeah, it's um, it's going to be a fun one to watch, though. They always are. I um, think that's why it's been it's, picked for for the Sky game in, in the UK. That's why it's been put on, because I think people see it as being a, a definite standout game. Yes, it's a divisional game, but I think it's going to be a standout game scoring-wise as well. And it's going to be one that, that get, definitely gets picked up in a lot of the highlight reels, I think. Well, if you if you look at the last six games we've played against them as well, we've put thirty points on them every single game. That's always positive. <laughs> <laughs> thirty-three nil, I think it was, wasn't it? Uh, at, at Twickenham. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the one we then, saw. Yeah, and then thirty-four nil the next season as well. <laughs> was that Arians on both both times? Uh, it should, it should it was be, the yeah. one in Twickenham, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 No, it's yeah. been interest, been interesting one, and like you say, that we we're seven four, they're six and five. We're very much in the same position, aren't we? Effectively, we're we're, we're probably vying for the same space. I think Seattle look like they are probably going to win the division again, as much as difficult as that is to say. But I think it is going to be between us and, and the Cardinals who then picks up that second spot. So if we can get one over on them, that's exactly where we want to be. I mean, there's there's what five games left, so you know it only takes a, a couple of games to swing it. So you know they, they haven't run away with it just yet, have they? But um, we've got to play it, haven't we? So exactly, yeah. So um, worth we'll see. But uh, hopefully, Goff has a turnaround. I've seen people online uh, trying to get you know the old Beckham rub the Beckham's foot thing, like <laughs> try when he got injured in the World Cup. Uh, people <laughs> were trying to put Goff on as their their Twitter profile picture to sort of pray that he turns it around. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's going to have to, because they've got some, they've got some studs in the defense. Uh, yeah. With Buddha Baker, you've got Patrick Peterson on there, that side and Kirkpatrick has got some interceptions as well. So they're going to be uh, watching his eyes where he looks at cup and woods all day long. So we'll see. No, it's going to be a good one. And luckily it's not a late one. So hopefully it, 12.30, we'll be um, going to bed a bit happier than we were this week. For sure. Do you want to take some questions then, Tony? Well, I, I, I think it's time for you to take some questions if I'm <laughs> going to be reading them. So I'll, I'll let you guys um Feel, feel free to them. answer them first and we just fill in the blanks. <laughs> <laughs> right, let, let's go to some of our reliable correspondents, shall we? we, we seem to These be are the ones that slip you some money, are they? <laughs> we only do that type of thing by direct messaging, please, um, Aaron. So, Andy Lamble on um, Facebook has, has put two questions to us. Um, so, we'll see how far we get. We might come back to him. Um, do you think it's time for McVeigh to hand over the play calling duties to someone else? Like Kevin O'Connell? Or do you feel that we should still get the inconsistency? Or do you think we'd still get inconsistency on play calling as McVeigh very much wrote the offensive playbook anyway um, I don't know how to answer that you know, obviously McVeigh is a bit of a, 
a savant at this type of thing, and he came and he's completely changed the the franchise and how we're perceived. Um, and you know, if we go back to the dark days of, of Fisher, um, Ooh, don't say that name. It's, it's, it's incomparable from where we are now. Um, do I wish McVeigh would take more of a head coach's role? Yes. I don't know that much about Kevin O'Connell to say that he should be calling the players. What do you think, Chris? It seems as though you've been so vocal this evening. Have I really? Apologies. Um, I'm not sure if he is or he isn't, because that was the whole reason of obviously bringing another coordinator in. So we're not obviously privileged enough to know what's being said through that helmet, but McVeigh will always have a, an eye in it, as as every head coach will in the, in the league who is an offensive coach. Uh, obviously, if they're, if they're a defensive coach, they're going to be looking at it on the other side of the ball. But I know Jordan, especially, I know when he's tweeting it out, he, he sometimes obviously lays it at the, at the door of McVeigh and, and it's in relation sometimes to him with the plays that he's being made. And I can probably agree with that on some because sometimes we, we play the screen pass and we just don't seem to be able to do that that play. And for some, we're at, third and six and we play the screen and, and we end up then at fourth down and, and you've lost yards and it's it, sometimes like you say Tony the, the whole change of the franchise has been phenomenal from, from when he's come in that the whole dynamic changed of course it did but yeah maybe taking a little step back and but when you've done it for so long and you've been a coordinator and theoretically it's hard probably for him to step back from it anyway but another ear surely and another Ideas surely can't. It's going to help, isn't it? Yeah, I think, like say, I think, like you say, you don't. He's obviously in preparing for the games and but deciding on the plays and with McVeigh and he's coaching up Goff as well. That's why he got brought in because um, he worked with Brady and and so forth in the past. So he's you know he's he's involved. He's not not involved. So how much is he influencing? Right, when we're in this position, we should go with this and this. And McVeigh just, just chooses on the day, if you know what I mean. Um, we don't know, really. But uh, I don't know. I, I still, although we had this game, I still think it's it's I think losing trust very quickly. And maybe it's because of the name we dare not say that we're a bit impatient for success. Uh, but we're still seven and four. Uh, Goff, I think he what he. Broke the I can't remember what the record was now, but he's he's broke the franchise record of how many yards in the quickest time. So he has been successful. You think about it in the five years he's been with us. Because in the first year he was under Fisher. Uh, so I think it's still too soon. I don't know. Some people are willing to maybe pull the plug um, earlier than others, but I think we've still got a, at least another year in in him to to see if there's any issues. But uh, and the same goes for McPay. I think. As well, I think uh, I think O'Connell's involved enough at the moment, uh, but we'll see going forward. Sure, um, we'll we'll switch across to Twitter and, and Jay Stodd twenty five, who seems to want to get a, a question in every single week. I'm Jay, sh- get Jay Stoddy on the get get him on the pod. I think <laughs> um, I'm not entirely sure this is a question. I think this this feels more like a rant. Um, what has actually happened to Goff? Question mark. Where is the Goff that won the shootout against Kansas City? Question mark. What does he need to do to turn this around? Because the fact is that we will have him for at least two more seasons after this. Question mark. Could do some more punctuation in that last one, just so I can catch my breath. 
Um, I, I hope JSTOD25 got better after typing that. Um, I think it's certainly a question that we've we've asked ourselves. I think we've covered a lot of this. Um, and I, I think if we look at Goff in the, in the Kansas City game shootout, you know, a lot of that was down to confidence. And the, and the defences weren't really there that day at all. It was all... Um, on the offences of both sides. Um, I think it was a colour rush uniform, mate. Eh? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was definitely the colour rush uniform. I, I don't like to talk about that. <laughs> um, but what does he need to turn it around this season? I, I, I think it's confidence and, yeah. and repetition. Um, don't else? fumble. Don't fumble will be well, a good one. Yeah. Um, don't throw it away will be another good one. <laughs> um, and complete more passes. <laughs> Score more touchdowns. Score more touchdowns, yeah. I think that covers it, yeah. It's hard, though, because you don't... Unless we watch, which I'm sure none of us have the time, to go back through coaches' tapes and watch, oh, look, Cup was wide open, that was his first read, he didn't hit it, or the second read was Woods and he was wide open, he didn't miss it, or he's overthrown him there, or, you know what I mean? That's what the coaches are there for. Obviously, we can only spot what we can spot, um, but I think there's more at play with Goff's failings than just Goff. He's like I said before, he's shown with the KC game and the Vikings game when he dropped it in the bucket for cup in the right of the corner of that touchdown. It's probably one of the sweetest touchdowns I've ever seen. He's shown he can do it. It's not he's not capable of doing it. And I get it, how's he gonna turn it back around is what the question was. I don't think he's someone, he's never given me the impression that he loses confidence. I think he's so Californian cool that it's the part that also worries us because you feel like he hasn't got that fire under him to get going. Mm-hmm. But I think he doesn't let pressure get to him. And I think he will go back, like he promised that time, I'll fix it. And he did, you know, to a degree. He got us to a Super Bowl and a playoff before that. Um, I think he'll he'll do his best to go fix As much as people hate it, oh, you know, just got to go back and fix the errors when, when they say it on, on the mic. That's all he can do, really. Yep. Anything to add, Chris? No, nothing really. I think I th- he gets a lot of flack. And it's just a matter of and exactly it's your confidence, isn't it? You just got to keep going, keep pushing, and and it's there, like we've said. Cool. Um, so Michael Woods on Facebook. Uh, I think this is one word answers only. Um, are the Niners bench the most unsportsmanlike, arrogant, and annoying bench in the league? Aaron. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Aaron. I don't know. I want to say Saints, but yeah. (laughs) Just ask the question again. Are the Niners bench the most unsportsmanlike, arrogant, and annoying bench? The most unsportsmanlike is Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, walking off. Yeah. Not shaking hands. However, went straight over, lost this week, went straight over and shut the quarterback's hand. I don't say it too many on this pod, but that guy's a tosser. Just put it out there. Really, what he doesn't like golf for some reason. They they re- they reckon he does the same with Nick Foles, didn't it? Because and it seems like people he's played in the Super Bowl he doesn't uh, shake hands with because they're losers. It's, it's just weird. We lost to Nick Foles. Oh right, yeah, I don't. It's just, just a strange individual. Excellent. That was that was an excellent one-word answer. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Wait, answer the question again. Brady. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you can edit that one how you like then, Aaron. No, I'm leaving it. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, 
Oh, Vince Kitagawa from from Los Angeles asked, "Do you think we should wear some combination that includes Burn for the rest of the season?" I believe we are undefeated when Burn is in the game day kit. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to believe he's correct, um, and I'm for willing to be superstitious enough to say yes. Let's. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. However, I have noticed that Vince is an Everton supporter, so enough said about that. The better, really. An Everton supporter. Yeah, he sponsors Everton Football Club. That is random. <laughs> it's because his nephew is actually um, an Everton fan across in this country as well. Uh, there um, you go. I think he met his nephew at the the Barrowboy and Banker last. Well, I was going to say last cool. year, but um, I think that's his connection. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, burn uniforms. Yes, is the way forward. That's what's going to get us to the playoffs. Probably, probably the final question here, Joseph Trainer, on Facebook. How frustrating is it to have a major piece of the jigsaw, the defence, performing so consistently well, and the other major piece, the offence, so inconsistently? In recent weeks, we've lost a couple of games we really should have won. And yes, it is frustrating, um, but you can't always get all parts of the machine working in tandem at the same game, uh, in the same game. So, I mean, if we was able to do that, if the coaches were able to do that consistently, we'd be like the Steelers. Uh, on 10 and 0 and sitting handsomely at top of the, the conference, never mind the division. Um, anything to add on that, Aaron? No, I think it's like in any sport, isn't it? If, if one side's doing their job and you know, the other's letting it down, it is a disappointment. It's, it's not even a question there, really, is it? I think everyone no. will agree. <laughs> I, think, I think Joseph felt a little bit better after typing that as well. <laughs> Thanks for sending it in, though, mate. Yeah. If if people want to use us as therapy, as, as yeah, as I'm quite happy to. Doesn't even have to be a question. We'll just read it out. <laughs> Anything to add to that one, Chris? No, I don't think there's any more to add to that. No, I mean, I mean, some of the other questions or statements was, um, would we like to see Van Jefferson getting some more reps? I think the easy answer is yes. Um, I think we've got to temper that with the fact that he's a rookie um, and he's, he's got to wait his turn, so to speak. Um, but I, I think he's got a, a decent future with the Rams. And, and that about wraps it up. Lovely. Okay. Well, if that's it, then we uh, just repeat, uh, this weekend's game is on Sunday at 9.05 on Sky Sports. Obviously, it'll be blacked out for Game Pass users, so uh, subscribe or watch it the next day, I guess, is all there to say. So that's a bye from me, guys, and uh, Tony? Good evening, good night. And Chris. <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye-bye.